Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, met fellow adventurers. We are back with Thane Porrand in his keep. And, well, he... Well, Thane, of course, has endless problems, but there are a few that I can help with. I, in this case, being Sir Quotington. Ventures for this location, the Yeltham Crew. A troubling series of murders in the notoriously dangerous, dangerous section of Trithic known as Gadawung's End find you once again called into the service of Thane Bond. Now, more details on Gladwin's End? Gadawang's End. There are those that say that Gadawang's End is the most dangerous area to this notoriously dangerous northern district. Such sediment is not without warrant. The relatively small section of the city's northern district that is known as Gadawang's End, or the end of the locals, has earned a foul reputation over the years as a haven for m- murder, robbery and general mayhem. Once the stompy grounds of a notorious rogue named Gal Gladawong, now long dead, the end remains a brutal reminder of the city's vile and shadowy underbelly. It's a place avoided by nearly all, including most of the city's guardsmen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah, is it somewhat like the shades in Atmorebok? Anyway, let's begin. Here we go. Three murders over the last week, says Thane Poland, standing before the blazing fire in his private chamber, high in the main tower of Twin Keep. The three dead men were merchants, Sir Crokington, all involved in local trade, and each of the killings bears a distinct mark of slayings done by the Yeltham crew, who also have a link. Let's just click that now. The Yeltham crew. The sinister banded thieves and murderers known as the Yeltham crew, named for the village of Yeltham and Hintysa, where they reportedly originated, are infamous across the entire breadth of the North Broadlands. Once an arm of the feared organisation known as the Night Whisperers, so we just keep coming back to them, don't we? The Yeltham crew struck out on its own in Talonus, and soon became a powerful force in the city's underworld. After many years in Talonus, the group was finally won to ground by the Tysian military and the city guards. Well, the thoughts have been thoroughly eradicated. To have been eradicated. Recently, however, rumour has it the group has resurfaced in Trithic and is being headed by a mysterious figure that commands both fear and respect. Your pulse quickens at the mention of the Yeltham crew, for the cruel exploits of the notorious band of thieves and murderers is well known across the depths, breadth of the North Broadlands. Though driven out of Talonless a little over two years ago, continues the thing, and everyone suspected it was the end of them. I fear to say that all recent evidence suggests it was not. 
I dare say that the elfin crew now stalks the streets of this city. We'll all have to deal with that. Thane Pollen tells you that a trusted agent of his has been been closely watching and gathering information about the group from a bread house in Gladorog's End, known as the Crowned Pig. That bread house appears to be one of the points from which they operate, he says. News I received back from the agent was encouraging. Though I now fear for his safety. I have not heard from him in nearly three days. The owner of the agent managed to get regular messages back to Thane ever since the inception of his mission almost two weeks ago. But the two days ago they suddenly ceased. I fear he's run into some difficulties, says. Though you can understand I can hardly endanger him by sending in guardsmen, or even mercenaries, strapped in from what any peril, if any, he's in. That's why I turn to you, friend. Thane Poen tells you that he wishes you to sneak, seek out his agent in the Crown Pig Breadhouse, bring him to safety, or report on his fate. So can accept the mission, or politely refuse the mission, for now. But that just means I end up doing it later. And you have to do this mission, because a lot of stuff is behind it. A lot of really fun stuff. So I accept the mission. Thane Porrin nods and tells you the mission could easily prove more difficult and dangerous than it would seem. Our man in the crown pig bread house in Gadorung's End goes only by the name of Farlon, he says. He would not denounce himself in any fashion, even though he would likely recognise you as an ally. You must signal him by remarking out loud about the hunting conditions in the old north wood. If he is present and safe for him to do so, he will then reveal himself to you. Oh yeah, one thing I know about the old Northwood, it's got that really good tavern in it. <laughs> Which is a good place to go after you've enjoyed the fairly mediocre hunting there, perhaps. <laughs> Thane Pollen places his hand on your shoulder. Farlock is a young man, so crocusant with fair hair, he wears a sword with which he possesses a formidable degree of skill. If the man who answers your signal does not match this description, it is not our man. You are likely in a great deal of danger. Well, no change there. Take all necessary me measures to defend yourself. I don't need to tell you to be cautious, Sir Crockington, says the Thane, as you prepare to leave. But I've got a head and said as much. Regardless, tread carefully in Gardong's end. And always keep your wits about you. You bid Thane Poen farewell, and promise you return with news as soon as you are able. Without delay, you set off for the dangerous stretch of city known as Cladorong's End, in search of the Crowned Pig Breadhouse. The Crowned Pig is a small, ramshackle building located deep within the twisting nest of streets and alleys that make up Cladorong's End. Even at this early hour, the bread house is bustling with activity. You can step inside and soon obtain a large wedge of bread and a steaming mug of paleo. I would thought what you hope, who hope you blended with the other bread house patrons and also bread, it's nice. You you look for a place to sit to sit that will provide you with an adequate view of the entire hall your best chance of making contact with the Thane's agent. 
You place your bread down beside you. You take a seat on the wooden bench that runs the entire left of the bread, length of the bread house's back wall. With a few sips of steaming paleo, you make the old make the casual mention of the dire state of the hunting grounds in the old north wood to a few of the patrons seated nearby. When you get no apparent when you get no direct response to your statements, indeed very little apparent interest. You begin to fear that perhaps the man known as Farlock is no longer here. Sorry, however, hope is reborn with the sound of a nearby voice. Not all that bad up that way, sounds the voice. There's plenty of game if one knows where to seek it. A, a young, fair-headed, fair-headed man who had been standing near the fire suddenly takes a seat next to you on the bench. He does not look at you when he speaks, but instead keeps his eyes focused on the floor. Well met, he says, keeping his voice low, which fears this fears be overheard. I honestly wish our mutual friend had sent someone a little, a bit less illustrious to fetch me out of this snake pit. Though I can't say there's anyone in the realms I'd rather have at my side. Of course, this is Glanorong's end, after all. They may not even know the name of our good thane up this way, let alone that of one of the kingdom's most of the kingdom's most famous adventurer. A handful of patrons shuffle by and a young man falls silent until they have passed. I'm known as Farlock, he says. I'm the group that's just passed with a considerable amount of suspicion. My task here is done, and not a moment too soon. I fear that those most dangerous to me and my success of my mission are on to me. I think that I would, would have been a bad way leaving this bread house alone. But the odds have certainly shifted in my favour now. Pollock tells you you leave first by the front door. Up uh, front door. You are to follow him after he's exited. By no means can we let let on that we're leaving together. Although we even know each other, he says. If even a shred of my cover is still intact, it's worth preserving. Wait for you outside. And thank you, Sir Grogginton. I wouldn't have wanted to brave these streets alone today. <laughs> and... Well, Sir Crokington is a toad, but I guess in in a place like Gladwong's End, just random animals just turn up in the eateries. I just have to use a little bit of illusion magic to not magic to not look, you know, arm, armed and armoured. Farlock stretches a cloth, fetches a cloth cloth bag next to it contains a handful of his belongings and has just gotten up to leave when a pair of rugged unsavoury characters approach. The first man, a bit larger than his steering companion, pours a mug of paleo he's been carrying onto the floor and then brazenly accuses Farlock of having spilled it. The young man humbly apologises. He's concerned with his demeanour that he senses trouble is brewing. You also recognise the ploy being worked by these two men. They are attempting to goad Farlock into a fight. Farlock again offers apologies to men, but they spew back a, a stream of court, court choice curses, apparently, apparently further attempting to incite a hostile reaction to the young man. Now, I can intervene or let the conversation play out. Hmm. Honestly, 
if I intervene, it pretty much shreds whatever Kauri has left. So I think I'll let it let it fly, fly unless you know people start getting out pointy objects. Then we can assume we don't have to worry about the cover anymore. It's fighting time. Stand back and allow the confrontation to play out. The confrontation takes an ugly turn. One of the wuffs hassling, hassling Farlock pushes him back into the wall. The next moment, however, the young man, who Thane Poland indicated had handled himself in a fight, lends profound credibility to that appraisal. Farlock pulls himself away from the wall, and in a flash has drawn his short-bladed sword. The larger of the two men rushes at him, but he quickly catches the hilt of the young man, man's sword off the side of his head, and topples to the hall floor in a heap. The breadhouse patrons scatter. While the first man weaves an agony on the floor, companion draws a knife and is preparing to lunge at Farlock. Okay. I think the cover is broke. It's fighting time. Attack the knife-wielding fuck. Fuck. I mean, he don't with a he don't with a thug. I deserve a thug. It's only fair. Your attack catches the knife-wielding man off guard. Wink! I jump on his head. <laughs> his eyes widen considerably on him, seeing who it is that has come to the aid of Farlock. Apparently, your reputation has preceded you to this part of town. Wait, it's that toad guy. God, which one was it? No, no, no the modern one. Not, not the old one, the modern one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, fights, he fights crime. And monsters. And, and, and dragons. And Trolls and interdimensional horrors. Yeah, 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 we are. Yeah, I am screwed, aren't I? <sighs> Let's hope there's a subdue option available. It's a knife wielding wuff. Alright, just. Well, you can only subdue because we're not feeling murdery right now. That's what take necessary steps to descend yourself. Not all steps, just necessary steps. I don't need to murder him, so I'm not going to. Man strikes at you with his knife. Let's use telekinetic blast. Stop hitting yourself, huh? And he clunked himself out. You have subdued your foe. Oh, 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 oh. Something's happening internet-wise. But it's resolved. 10 XP, 6 to telekinesis, 3 to weaponry, 1 to stabbing. The man slumps to the floor at your feet. Farlock snatches up his belongings and quickly exits the breadhouse. You follow swiftly in his wake. Farlock is waiting for you just outside the breadhouse, and the two of you engage. Exchange no immediate words, but instead hurry off, heading for the distant dis for the eastern district of the Citamen, and ultimately Trind Keep. The Eltrum crew is alive and well, it seems, he says as you swift move swiftly out of Gladwang's end, eager to reach a safer part of Trithic. The group is the group is organised as well as they ever were, just as brash and defiant as their history dictates. You learn that the band of thieves and murderers known collective, the Eltrum crew, is led by a secretive and powerful triumphant oh, I love that word, which is which is in turn governed by a mysterious figure that Mount Falloch has yet to discover. 
One of the leaders is here in Twithick, he confines, as the two of you dart down a short alley to merge on a main thoroughfare. Well, we're probably safer now. But the other two are likely elsewhere, making a single swift swift height at the swift swift strike at the head of this serpent an impossibility. But it also means that we could tear it up take it apart piece by piece. And they might not know until it's too late. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we kill this guy, we kill the triumphant in Twithick first, it'll probably be a couple of weeks before they even know the other one's dead. And now, presumably, in his office, I'll be able to get clues to at least one of them, or the leader, or the other two and the leader, most likely, because I mean, they, they have to communicate somehow, even if it is a bit indirectly through intermediaries and all sorts of stuff. But ultimately, if you find one, you have you there will be a way to the others somehow. There are wicked men, said Crokington. There are wicked men, said Crokington. Pursuing wicked ends. And they will use all means, both savage and cruel, to achieve them. We do ourselves favours by defeating them before they can take root here. You remain close to, close to Farlock as you move through the teeming city streets and keep a watchful eye out for any sign of your being followed or if you're striding into an ambush. As you turn into, onto Lampshine Way and enter the city's eastern district, a loud whistling sound fills the air as something shrieks past your left, shrieks past the left side of you. You, you spring round and find yourself standing, staring at a cloaked woman. But staring up at a cloaked woman standing almost twenty yards behind you. The woman holds a strange wood and iron device in her hands that she is suddenly fidgeting with. You're horrified. You suddenly realise she's reloading a bolt sling. Well, good job the goblins in where it didn't have those. Because those would be a lot more difficult to deal with than goblin bombs, especially if you had, you know, both. <laughs> you shout a deadly, you shout a warning to Farlock. Oh, oh yeah, better describe what a bolt sling is to you. Bolt sling. The bolt sling, also sometimes called a bolt slinger, is a quasi mechanical device constructed out of wood and iron that somewhat resembles a crossbow. The the item is a devastating weapon that fires sharpened metal bolts at extreme velocities, which are capable of killing outright anything they hit. A series of gears wound by cores and controlled by a release lever give the bolt sling its awesome power. Bolt slings have been almost universally outlawed throughout all the North Broadlands. But the thing is, criminals don't really care about the law. <laughs> And, and admittedly, they probably have their own networks to get them. Well, it's more difficult for them to get them, because any time you... You can't just go down to the shops and get... Oh, yeah, here's the gold bolt sling shaft. Shaft, and of course, you have to hide it. It makes it a lot more difficult for them. But it's not... They're not going to be eliminated. <laughs> Especially since this is a medieval kingdom where, where the state isn't... As big and deep as it becomes in later periods, you know where you can where of course the state has millions of people 
on its play while doing pretty much everything. I mean, Tysa probably only has a few thousand in its civil service, and maybe 20,000 in its army. Hard to say, but that that's that those tend to be the levels that you get in medieval kingdoms. I mean, alright, let me just see. We've got pause. Yeah, apparently the the sizes of armies cut out about uh, most twelve or thirteen thousand. So yeah, in actually medieval periods. The Arby's and the state in general are just way smaller than they were in the previous classical period or all the period following it when you started getting more formal nation states, slowly but surely. Yeah, even that's a, even that about Hastings, this is all this is everything that everything that that the uh, William McConquer can muster versus everything that England can muster, apparently slightly reduced because they just spent the time beating the Vikings. But so, and even then, that was less than a percent of the pop population, probably. Well, we don't really think that's vague, but we're talking very small compared to compared to the later battles. I mean, I mean Roman history oh, oh I mean clackle period even city state fights between city states you end up with armies around them. armies close to that scale. Yeah so anyway as I was saying difficult to effectively ban something when you've only got the medieval level state. Although I guess magic helps a little bit. Or maybe it doesn't. It's magic. No one knows how it works. You shout a warning to Farlock, who turns and looks aghast upon the deadly missile-fired weapon the woman is now bringing up to her shoulder. A sharp click, sharp click is instantly followed by a loud whistling sound as the bolt sling hur hurls a sharper metal bolt through the air straight towards your chest with impossible speed and accuracy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, i got to do something about that. I use fortification, telekinesis, or a spring. I'll use telekinesis. It succeeded. 60 and XP to telekinesis. Challenging your power of mind over matter. You focus on the metal bolt streaming through the air towards your chest and manage to veer off course by several inches, which is a huge distance when you're tiny, as Crokington. The bolt streaks past you and harmlessly embeds itself in a wooden post on the far side of the street. Rudby Assassin turns her deadly weapon on Farlock and loses another shot, which only manages to graze him on the shoulder. Then, she conceals the bolt sling beneath her cloak and slips away into the crowd. Hmm. So, apparently you can get 
two shots off at once before any incredibly fiddling reloading. But I can't imagine many more than that. I mean, as we say, medieval era kingdom. I mean, she could just bring out another one. I mean, that's what you do with, with the crossbows. I mean, if you're in a siege or you had time to prepare, just preload up several crossbows. And have a small child, so just keep loading them up once you're done with them. So you could always go, ping! You want, ping! You want, ping! You want, ping! Hurry up! Hurry up, I've got more Frenchies to shoot. Or whatever. <laughs> with all possible haste, the two of you make your way to a twinge keep. And within a short while, you're both seated before them. Seated before the roaring fire in a thane's private chamber. Relating to him all... All that's occurred. Yeltsin crew is a bit a bad bit of luck for for this city. Sighs Thane Porrand, pacing back and forth in front of the earth. <laughs> well equipped as it is to deal with the common street crime that threatens to throw this place into chaos. Having to now consider the implications of this ruthless band operating within our mists. When you make mention of the bolt sling employed by the woman who attempted to kill both you and Falak. Grimaces. <sighs> Something else we do not need in the Adderstone, he sighs. The Thane takes the man, you, you know, only as far look aside, and speaks to him in a private for several minutes. Following a hushed discourse, they both return to join you by the fire. Farlock thanks you for help and tells you that he hopes you have the opportunity to work alongside you in the future. You wise and meet the young man in a shoulder cross and wish him luck as he bows to you and the Thane before striding out of the chamber. Farlock is a valuable asset in the fight we are now faced with, says the Thane. He knows the methods of this group, and well he should, for he was once part of it. Ah, oh, that means they're really going to hate him now. It's not going to be just simple murder if they catch him. They're going to drag it out. And probably bring in Wand anyone he knows. Because, you know, when you're when you're a crime, you have to make up you have to make up for your legitimacy with brutality. Or something like that. The sudden omission catches your guard, for you're certain to see the logic of using one of the group's former members to infiltrate its ranks. I've come to trust him, says Thanepond, and indeed I have little choice. So far, he's proved to be deserving of trust. But I fear the worst of all this is yet to come. As if we have not enough troubles to bind our hands day and night in this wretched city. The Thane is silent for a minute. And when he again speaks, he seems to have gained, regained much of his usual composure. A plan is being constructed, Sir Crokington, he says. On that you may rest assured. And it is my desire that you should play perhaps the most integral part of it. I shall be calling upon you before long, friend. You bid the th you bid the thane farewell and make your way out of Twin's Keep and back onto the streets of Trithic. And that is the end of this adventure, which gets me 128 experience to general. Now, I think we have enough time for the next one. Adventures for this location, revenge. The Yeltrum crew is alive and well in Trithic, 
spreading through the slums and steedy streets of Gladorong's End like a rampant plague. When two city guardsmen are cut down by this brutal gang, however, Thane Poran calls upon you for help in turning the tide on this ruthless band. Well, let's do that. Thane Poran tells you once again, the problem that's caused him to call upon your services is the murderous band of thieves known as the Yelton Crew. You learned that only two nights ago, Members of the ruthless gang killed two city guardsmen who attempted to bring in one of their number in Gladawong's end. My response has already been delayed, but I need my agents to gather for me who, it, who had a hand in the killing, says Thane grimly. The man who led the rabble has cut down two, cut down two of my men, wears a black, black patch over his left eye. He frequents the area around the far pier harbour front just before dark. I have opted to avoid the conspicuousness of, of using any official means at my disposal. And so I come to you, friend. Thane Poran tells you he wishes you to venture to the far pier on the harbour front and see if you can locate the one-eyed man. How you dispose of him is no concern to me, staying coldly. A body left lying in the street is likely to evoke the kind of fear in the hearts of those brigands that likely leave them thinking bleaker of their lot in this city. Thane regains his composure and size, and then tells you that the sooner you can begin this task, the better. I can accept it now, or accept it later. Let's just do it now. Thane Poran smiles and meets you on the shoulder cross. You are brave and able. But I warn you to take every precaution. The members of this despicable crew will be quick to come to the aid of one, of one of theirs who lands in trouble, even if just a slice his throat and silence him. They are governed by no code of conduct, as might guide our own actions. Strike quickly. Return here at once. Thane Poran pours you a vessel of root wine, and drinks with you to the success of your intimate mission. That should stave off the chill of the peers at this hour. My prayers are with you, friend. Dusk finds you staked out at the mouth of the debris-strewn alley not far from the long stone jetty known to all as the Far Pier. At first there was no signs of anyone around the pier, but, af but after only a few moments of your vigil, you spot three shadowy figures moving along the harbour front. The suspicious trio stops at the foot of the jetty, and begin to converse among themselves, hoping to get a better look at the three figures, and perhaps overhear some of their conversation. You creep closer, taking up a new position behind a pile of smashed barrels just in front of a ramshackle building at the edge of the pier. From here you can here you can hear the men somewhat clearly, more than once you can make out the words Thane and Poland. And now there's the other one, says one of them. Black turns to you. He was the one that crowned pigs. The others make light of it, but I don't. There's trouble to be had from that quarter unless something is done. Right, pick a number. Oh, something's just happened. Bonus of 55. 20 from Aura. 17 from Fee 3. 18 for Woodmanship. Pick now! 97. You ears pick up the unmistakable sound of a stop, soft step on the street behind you. Forewarned. You spin around to find a knife-wielding man creeping up on you. Your unkempt, would-be assailant, 
garbled in slimy breeches and a filthy skirt. Shirt. Shirt. Shirt, not skirt. Shirt. Grins and flips his blade from hand to hand. Well then, so it is, he sneers. It's another knife-wielding rogue. Do I kill or do I subdue? Hmm. Now, he's not... Now, if it was the guy with the patch, I'd probably have to kill him. Hmm. Kill or subdue? Kill or subdue? Now, no, I'll subdue, but I don't think the regular guards will be able to get here in time to arrest him. So, kill it is. The rogue slashes at you with his knife. Brutal blow for seven damage. I stab with my knife. He is slain. Six XP. You step back from the corpse of the grimy rogue and exhale heavily. A noise from behind you makes you spin round. You immediately find yourself confronted by three men you were observing in the gloom only a moment ago. The middle of the trail has a black patch covering his left eye. You're gonna die. <laughs> yep, you're gonna die. Sorry about that, but you shouldn't have used lethal force to put... You shouldn't have used lethal force to, to you know, stop yourself from be being arrested and possibly hung. Well, anyway, you're, you're a criminal, so screw you. Well, well, an unexpected guest to say the least, says the one-eyed man. He nods and the two men flanking him produce stout wooden cudgels stride forward to engage you as two cludgel-wielding thugs. Yep. It's going to jump on their heads and make them hit each other. Pick now. Kill or subdue. Kill or subdue. Well, I'm, I'm in a murdery mood, so killing it is. The men squat at you with their wooden cudgels. And they're dead. 8xp. The bloodied corpses of the two rogues lie at your feet. Oh, I hope, hope they didn't have any dependents. <laughs> because they're, yeah, they're going to be in a sticky wicket if their only breadwinners have just died. Uh, oh well. I just have to trust the thing Pollen to deal with that. If it, if it turns up. Impressive, says the one-eyed man. You turn immediately towards the one-eyed man and take a threatening step in his direction. He throws up his hand and pleads with you to listen to him. I know who you are, Sir Crokington, he says flattingly. Let's not get off on the wrong foot. We're already off on the wrong foot. We're off on the whole freaking wrong leg. Okay? Because you just sent two, you just sent three guys to kill me in the last three minutes. I didn't start the battle to the death. I just ended it. I have no quarrel with you. I think there's an understanding between us might be beneficial to all. You instinctively tell him you will not fall prey to a scheming talk, but he continues undeterred. And do you think Thane Porrand is waging this battle against us for the common good? Mostly, mostly. Also revenge. And... 
he feels and he's been assigned it by the king and revenge and because you've spurt and because he, he if his city is filled with crime he looks bad <laughs> I might not look the regal part he play he says rising his eyebrows I might not look the regal part he plays so convincingly but think not for a moment his ends aren't his own avoid grows in this city of a croakington a space once filled by pretty crime and rugged men of the street is now filled with the hard-armed hired thugs of our glorious thing yeah yeah okay you want to something some of these, some of the guys in his employ are a bit rough. I, uh, I mean, we just met one. Met one a couple of adventures ago in the previous episode. He we went to wear it. We had to have a fight. The streets cry out for balance. All he asks is that you give me those like me a, a chance to preserve what precious little of that balance remains. Yeah, but. The balance you want would just be uh, you guys constantly killing each other and stealing things and murdering and doing crime. Admittedly, yeah, I would probably prefer us to deal with the social problems and maybe we'll have a talk with the Thane about that. I don't know what exactly you can do. I mean, he's not, he's not got that much money. You're somewhat taken aback by the one-eyed rogue's unexpected exposition. But you may be aware of the fact he may well be attempting to spare spare his own hide. I merely propose that you let me go, he says, glass breaking what, what had been almost a minute of silence. I will disappear and cause no more notice myself to be taken. There were others who will look kindly on this as well. It, uh... They're on my stab list, so I don't care about that. Oh, well, I was told to attack him, so... Attack him, I will. The one-eyed man doesn't seem surprised by your attack. He quickly draws a short sword and prepares to defend himself. A pity, he says through gritted teeth. A true pity. It's a one-eyed rogue. Kill or subdue. Kill. As I said before, he was on. He was on the definite kill list. So, kill a clock. Oh, but he ran away. I only got to stab him a little bit. I didn't even poison the knife in advance. So he's going to go to one of the many healers in the city and be patched up. Oh, no, he's fled. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to remember that you could flee from battle. I'm supposed to remember that. You're just supposed to keep charging in long after it's been proven that it's futile and you have no chance of survival. Stop acting smart. Be dumb and be dead. <laughs> He's fled from combat. The one-eyed rogue staggers and falls to his knees. Before you continue assault, he snatches up and flings a handful of dirt and pebbles into your face. Ooh, pocket hand! You instinctively flinch and turn to the side. And when you, ca and when you catch only a fleeting, final glimpse of him, as 
pleasing to gloom along the quayside. Realising the pursuit is a futile option, would we at least try? You decide not to give chase. Instead, make your way slowly back in the direction of Twinned Keep. Ugh, I think we could have tried him after all. I have the magical power of divination. That could probably help track him down. Or I could just summon several air elementals to help me look. Yeah, but I admit, yeah. Yeah, although admittedly there are a lot of places to hide in a non-gritty city. Especially around harbour areas. Because there's boats you could sneak into. And secret passages and who knows. And Certainly he was probably, and if he had any pla and if he had any plans, he'd probably just have me go into some sort of dastardly trap. Yeah, okay, I can understand, but still, I'd like to have followed him. Less than an hour later, he was seated next to the fire in Fane Pond's private chamber within the sturdy halls of Twinned Keep. The Fane listens with great interest as you detail for him your encounter the one-eyed man and his accomplice at the far pier. I should have guessed the coward would have fled at the first opportunity, scowls the Fane, poking at the end of the look. Poke at the end of the log at the edge of the fire of the toe of his boot. These birds prey upon the weak, Sir Ogerton. Not a complete adventurer, still. It's as, if, you know, it's as if they say that the crew, crew is aware of your presence. You must have kept the precautions, especially here in the city. I feel ill at ease for your safety, but I do not have the utmost respect for your ability to handle the perils that such work entails. Thane Pond hands you a vessel containing some root wine and holds up his own in salute of your accomplishment. Let them plot. Let them scheme. Let them... Let them skulk about under the cloak of the night, he says. This fight has only just begun! In the end, Sir Crokington, we'll get them! Thane Pond takes hold of the decanter next to him leans over to refill your vessel. As he does, he looks you square in the eye from only inches away. We'll get them, Sir Crokington, he says, repeating himself. Every last one of them. At length, Thane Poland rises and gazes out on the tall windows, look out over the main courtyard of the keep, and the sea of rooftops that lies beyond the walls of his fortress. He sighs as he leans heavily on the sill and shakes his head. I envy you, Sir Crokington, he says, still staring out the window of the city has sworn to defend. To live the life of adventure again. Those days are gone, I'm afraid to say, and I don't think I'll ever see them back again. It is perhaps no use to woo that which cannot be changed for this reason and that. Indeed, I speak more freely to you than to almost anyone. I often wish I weren't, but let me spare you having to lend an ear to our burdens. But oh, to again be free. For a long time, the chamber remained silent, with your stretching, 
with you stretching your legs out towards the fire and the th and the thane silhouette thames thane silhouette framed in the tall window that pre appears out across that which is his domain 128 experience to general and that is the end of this quest the next one is the bog giant apparently okay let's just check next one yes the bog giant that's a different adventure so anyway i think that will be enough for now i guess next time we'll deal with the bog giant but until then farewell fellow adventurers when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.